grinding. L hit me, said it's all about the timing. If you want the vision, get the spinning. My mama told me trust in God, it's never limits. Now I'm on the scoreboard, running up the digits. I put in work, you know I'm up to get it. Early bird yeah, gets dude, the honestly, it's, it's I know it's been a long time since we've talked, and I was kind of telling um, Lorena about that, but I appreciate you for taking your time during the week to to come out and as busy as you are, like. I'm glad that we're sitting here, you know, yeah, to be cool. able to talk a little bit about 717 and um, the work that you're doing, not only as an artist, but as a as a fashion fashioner, a fashionista, a designer, you know, a brand owner. And, you know, very grateful to have you on this season. And, you know, just tell us a little bit about your story, you know, your background, where you're coming from. And, you know, we can dive in from there. Cool. Well, yeah, my name is Darren McFadden. Uh, like you said, I'm owner of 717. But all of this st- starts from music. Uh, music is a big passion of mine. I've been doing it since I was like four. And on July 17th of 2018 was the first time I ever put out any music. Yeah. And so um, to celebrate that day and it's so significant to me and, uh-huh. and you know, pr- just pursuing my passion, pursuing my dreams, I wanted to inspire others to do the same. So that's why I created 717. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm from Maryland. I was actually born in Germany. My mom fr- uh, was in the army. So I stayed in Germany for about two years. I was only two years old. And then it's like, what was it like? It was like in Germany. And then, um, we came to Maryland and I stayed there from, since I was two to 18. Yeah. Uh, but that's where, I mean, I just learned a lot. Actually, I actually miss home. It's funny. Cause okay. I went, I went to school for engineering in Texas for my undergrad yeah. at Prairie View A&M university. And, uh, I wasn't really homesick there. I'm not too homesick now, but like I still miss home. Like yeah. I, I miss it more than I did when I was in Texas. Okay. So I guess it's because I, I keep moving further and further away. It's like, okay. But um, yeah, Maryland is super awesome. I love Maryland. Um, I'm trying to go back soon. But yeah, there's where I basically picked up music. Growing, like growing up, I did music. Um, I did sports. Like basketball is my favorite sport. Uh-huh. I did cross country and track. Um. But yeah, so I was doing all that until my sophomore year. No, the end of my sophomore year, going into going into junior year of high school, and there is when I like stopped doing sports altogether. And um, I was taking guitar lessons at the time. I was I've been doing guitar lessons since I was like eight, but like I was getting back into the grind because um, the middle school that I went to, they had a rock band class. Okay, it's called Roberto Clemente Middle School. They had a rock band class, so like every day for like forty five minutes, I got to jam with friends. That's cool. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. And then when high school came around, they didn't have that. They were supposed to have a jazz band, but they like literally stopped it right before I got into high school. So that's when I started taking lessons again. And then, like I said, around junior year, my um my guitar instructor he left. He was a teacher, so he moved down to I think North Carolina or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like kind of lost of what I was going to do because I would hang out with my friends after school, which was fun. But then being in Maryland, like it gets cold pretty quick. So yeah. like normally in like that three hours after school from like two to five, I'm like practicing or doing something. Then I started to go out with friends but then like I said, it gets cold. So I'm like, I'm not trying to be outside for three hours. I can imagine how cold that's cold over there. You know, I wouldn't even cry if it was like 60 degrees here. Like, Oh, it's cold. No, it's not no, cold. It's you like, don't know what cold like, is. Yeah. It's like, at least 30. Oh, shit, yeah. Or max no 30. Way. And it's like, I'm not going to be outside chilling for no way. three hours. Yeah. So I, I would go home and I would, 
I would jam on my guitar because that's what I love to do. But uh-huh. um, I was I was trying to figure out like what the next step was because um, just I was just trying to figure that out. But I and how old were you at the time? I was like sixteen. Yeah, I was sixteen. I'm twenty three now, so I was sixteen. Uh, but then I just I just started like listening to more music. I would say, and like I was starting to research people that would like um, make their own music. So uh, I was heavy into like Travis Scott. Yeah. Um, but then I started and like Pharrell, and but I was just like finding all these or discovering all these artists that I already had known about or like listened to, but I didn't know that they also made their own music. Because mm-hmm. I always heard about like producers and stuff like that, songwriters, but I never knew anybody that like really made their own stuff. So yeah. I was also looking at like Metro Boomin. Yeah. Um that's my favorite right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh I actually have a cool story about that soon. But um yeah, I was like looking up them and just any producers, I was going online trying to figure that out, going on YouTube, seeing how people made beats and all that stuff. And that's how that came about. Cause during my guitar lessons with my instructor he would record us on the software Logic. Okay. And I didn't, but I didn't know what it was at the time. So I was just like, oh, he was recording us and recording our jam sessions and whatnot. But then I was actually able to find GarageBand on my mom's Mm -hmm. laptop. And I realized it was like the same thing, but Logic is like more advanced. Yeah. So I asked my mom if I could just use her laptop. She didn't really, I don't think she really knew why, but she just said, yeah. And then that's how I started making music. I would just play around with it. My first couple of beats were, I thought they were lit, but they weren't all that great. But they definitely uh, started, like, everything for me. So It's got to be something cool to look back on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, at that moment, I know you probably thought that was the most lit thing possible. Yeah. I was, like, leaving from school now, like, listening to my own songs. I yeah. Mean, I was in class listening to my own songs or, like, um, I remember, like, knowing that GarageBand also had like the app on the phone, uh-huh. I would like try to mess around with that like during lunch and like even in class, like I'd have my headphones in with like a hoodie on. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But I'm sure cool. that's developed the, the love for it though, right? Just like oh, messing yeah. around with stuff and getting to know it. Oh yeah, it's super fun. Um, I tell my friends all the time, it's just like uh, uh, I just improvise until I like something yeah, and then just record it. That's like my whole process. Like, I don't really think too hard. I just kind of like jam. Um, I did obviously have the training to be able to do that. Cause I remember when I first started uh, playing guitar, I had a guitar, guitar instructor who, whose name was Miss Levy. Oh. Or she's still alive. Shout out to Miss Levy. She's my favorite teacher. And um, she was actually a part of the middle school for the, the rock band program. Yeah. Okay. But somehow my mom got connected with her when I was like just starting out. So I, I got taught by her like since I was like nine. Oh, that's sweet. So then when I got into the school or middle school, the rock band program was only for seventh and eighth graders, but she allowed me to come get in. You, yeah. She gave you a little VIP pass. Yeah. To get in. So I was the only sixth grader in the class. Like I was, I guess kind of highlighted. In yeah. Sense. Uh-huh. Like who is this kid? <laughs> but, um, yeah, shout out to Miss Levy. Uh, but yeah, I remember when I first started, like I would come to her cause I was started. I got interested in playing guitar from rock band or like guitar hero. Uh-huh. Uh, I always had one. My dad bought me one. When I was like four, but it just stayed in the crib. Like I would just like strum it every now and then and like uh-huh. not do anything. And then once the game came out, I was like, Oh, this is lit. So I was like, I have the real thing at home. So let me learn that. Yeah. So, um, that's how that started. But yeah, during our practices, I would be like, or I would play rock band 
like figure out all the songs that I liked and like come to her and be like, I want to learn this song. I want to learn this song. I want to learn this song. So that's how I've actually taught kids how to play instruments. And that's yeah. what I try to tell their parents is like kind of lean them towards like learning a song that they like. Yeah. Cause you can still learn the technique within learning the song instead of just like throwing scales and notes. And yeah. Cause that's not fun. No, you know, for kids, especially like going through that experience and having, you know, that teacher to be that guide for you yeah. to get to know it faster. But yeah, that, that was my biggest struggle with like my uncle, um, was a very good guitar player. Him and mm-hmm. his son would always play during like Thanksgiving and Christmas and yeah. just play, you know, tunes or whatnot. And my parents, I wanted to learn the guitar. I liked the guitar. So he tried teaching me and I didn't last for like three or four weeks. Cause all we were doing was trying to do different scales. And yeah. I just, I didn't really like it. Like maybe yeah. if I'd have had a song, who knows, but the guitar was very challenging for me. Like I was just, if I don't learn something quick, I get, you know, yeah, that was me though. Like when I first started, I remember like, I remember my mom, she had put me in this thing. It was like at this like music center, like art center okay. in Maryland. It's called Black Rock, but it was like a group class for one. It was like all like eight year olds and, or I guess different ages, but I was okay. eight at the time. And like, I had my guitar all weird in my, like, I had it like laying flat on my legs. Oh, I'm like trying to play it like, yeah. laying, like I didn't even have it upright. <laughs> and like, so. Everyone's looking at them like, what's going on? Yeah, so. I definitely, uh, I would say I came a long way thinking about that. I haven't thought about that in a while, but yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a learning curve. So you, I, I would try to make it, uh, more fun in that aspect. Yeah. Like, cause like you said, just learning scale, even for me, like learning scales just up front or like notes, like even now I'm, I don't really even read music. I kind of play by ear at this point. Okay. So like, I'm able to find stuff. I'm able to, like, that's, that's where the jam comes in. Like I can just like jam out find it have fun so i have i can read a little bit but like i'm i i rely on my ear training or my skills of just like finding it yeah um and i was gonna say like i'm sure for you with being an artist like you're always trying to find something that fits you you know Mm -hmm. that fits your ear so that possibly can fit the people that are listening to it Mm -hmm. but that's not your everyday like there's a right way to, you know, play a guitar, but there's no right way to hear a sound. Like yeah. there are so many different sounds in the music industry that are appealing to some people mm-hmm. and not appealing to others and then vice versa. Yeah. So I'm sure you're always kind of messing around. What's that oh, process yeah. look like for you when you're trying to, you know, maybe build a beat or just build a song from scratch? Um, like I said, it just comes from jamming, improvising. Um, more recently, or when I first started producing, I wasn't really focusing on my guitar, actually. I was, okay. like, more focusing on, like, piano. Okay. So, it's actually crazy. I, I took piano lessons growing up as well. Yeah. I took that, actually, before I did guitar. But I stopped doing that because I found it pretty boring. <laughs> but uh, It's thanks. a flex in some areas, but learning to play it, do you feel like was more boring than the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. I think I... Yeah, because I never went back to it after I learned the guitar. Like... Okay. Well, the only time I went back to it was when I started making music. Okay. Because... Um, I saw that producers were using like the keyboards for like mm-hmm. the drums and the 808, sort of basically everything. So I was like, okay, let me figure this out. But thankfully to the software of Logic and like my ear training just from playing guitar, mm-hmm. um, I was able to find notes and like make chords. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and then like on Logic, they have it to where like you play like a couple notes or like at the same time or like a chord essentially. And it'll show you what that chord is on the uh, software. So just by like doing that enough times, like I can kind of, uh, I could kind of gauge where my fingers should be or mm-hmm. what I wanted to go with essentially. Okay. 
so that's how I started really with making music. And then I was just kind of, I was like trying to use other songs as inspirations. So like, um, like Migos was crazy around 2016, mm-hmm. like they culture. Were. Yeah. And, was- uh, and Metro was crazy. So I was like, okay. And like Doug or like Drake. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to like essentially emulate the sound, but like not be yeah. like copying or whatever. So I was doing that. And then um, more recently, like I was like, now I really want to just focus on throwing my guitar in there or basing or revolving everything around my guitar. Cause I would throw my guitar every now and then for like solos and whatnot. But like now I'm kind of going for like a more rocks type of sound. Which is, well, so what kind of, like, what music are you normally making? Mm. Like, is it more heavy hip-hop, heavy rap, heavy, like, alternative? I'll say alternative. Alternative? Yeah. I feel like that's in right now, just in the yeah. music industry. Like, I I really like the Trippy Reds kind of, like, switch over to, like, more of an alternative type deal yeah. with his, like, incorporation of some rap. Oh, yeah. But, man, that was, like, hearing his guitars and, like, Mr. Rage. Oh, yeah. I listen to that. I used to listen to the song like twice a day just because I love the sound. The like I'm a crazy. big sound and beat guy. Like I love Metro Boomin. I yeah. love how he produces songs. Like oh, if yeah. it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be half the songs that are out here on the top facts. charts. That's, that's big facts. Like that's super big facts. Yeah, no. So <laughs> Metro's going crazy. He, he is. And I, I feel like nobody appreciates, we don't appreciate the producer as much as we appreciate the artist. You know, yeah. the artist is the, Probably one of the small areas, unless it's an album, but the producer, man, is pushing Yeah, that. that's what, um, it's funny, that's what my dad always told me growing up, because he's, I mean, both of my parents have, you know, pushed me to do music. Like, I love that, yeah. Um, They, uh, like I said, my mom put me in piano lessons. Uh-huh. My dad was the one that bought my first guitar. So, like, early on, they were, like, kind that's of, great. like, nudging, like, yeah. on, like, we kind of want you to try to do this. And so, but my dad, growing up, I was playing guitar, and then he would, he would always tell me about like the behind the scenes people like producers, mm-hmm. songwriters. He's like, they're making some bread too. Like, don't get it twisted. Like the artists are just the face of it all. I mean, they're, they're the, but like, like even a lot of artists today, like they don't even write their songs too. Oh, so it's no like, way. they're just like, the, you got um, the ghost writers that are driving, like they're writing, they're driving it like crazy. right Yeah. Now, so, so it's like, they're just, they're just there for the show. Yeah. I mean, they're the entourage. They got to put on the face. They got to yeah. do the crazy stuff. And Yeah. So, I mean, they do have talent as far as, you know, singing and oh, yeah, like, whatnot, performing, but as far as like the makeup of what they're performing is not always all them. Mm-hmm. So that was something he put into my mind. I was like, oh, okay. And then even growing up, he would, um, it was funny when I was like 13, I would say 12 or 13, he actually told me one day that he would, um, pay me to like write songs. That's sweet, man. And I never did though. It was crazy. I've never, when it was something like, like, like that, that's very artsy. I haven't seen or I don't come across a lot of people that are very artsy um, and friends, but a family that was so influencing of, of oh, doing yeah. that, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Like on the supportive cool. on a supportive aspect, which is putting you where you're at now. But I can appreciate them for that. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's really cool to see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like even even talking about it, like it's, it's pretty lit. Like I didn't. I guess I didn't uh, see or um, embrace like what it was at the time. Yeah. But like. Once I like started making my own music, like on my yeah. own terms, I was like, wow, like they were already like trying to give me. Yeah, interest, it was like, manifested already, man. Yeah. Like, although you may have not taken the opportunity with your dad, you know, to make some cash, it was just the comfortability and confidence of knowing that, oh, I'm meant to do this. Yeah. You know, like this is, this is what I want to do. This is, yeah, this is great. Yeah. So 
Um, that's what I try to do. Like even with all my songs, like I I essentially do everything. Like I mix. I'm I didn't mix my first album. I actually went to somebody. His name was a. Uh, he goes by E the Mastermind. Okay. Shout out to him. Um, I saw how he did it because I I never really mixed before. Um, so I wanted to have somebody that was had some years in. Uh huh. And then um. No, like no disrespect at all, but like I saw him and I was like, okay, I can kind of do this myself. Like I, I just wanted to see like what the yeah how to maneuver the with vision, it. Yeah, what everything looked like. So I was like, okay, because I like to try things regardless of mm-hmm. what it is. I just like to try and see if I can do it. So ever since then, I've I tried it on my own, and I've honestly just been getting better ever since. Like I, I can definitely hear a difference in like the quality of my mixes and how I want them to sound versus how I perceive them to sound. Yeah, and that's you're your own worst enemy but you're the only one that's gonna know what it's like to hear something compared to someone else Mm. you know and i feel like that's where it gets kind of challenging to where you could have a team but they're gonna do their best to get the best sound to you that you are envisioning Mm -hmm. and that can be a lot you know it's a lot of hours oh yeah it's a lot of money oh yeah and if you can learn how to do it on your own it's gonna be more time on your hands but you're gonna have more of a consistent product of what you want oh yeah oh yeah for sure so yeah right now Going back to like the, I guess the process, like I said, just jamming. I use my guitar a lot more. I try to like start, I normally start all my, all my instrumentals or songs with, um, with melodies. Okay. I don't start with drums. Sometimes I do. It just depends on how I feel. That's a, that's new. That's a different. Yeah. Way to attack it. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know. Melodies drive me more than drums do. I feel like I can fit a drum to anything once I get the melody right. I could see that. You know, understanding that aspect, like I do feel like in a lot of senses that when I notice a drum, drums come in to a melody, I feel like it just makes sense. Like you're just kind of expecting it, you know, yeah. if you got that taken care of first. So I can understand where you're talking about that of like, you know, drums being a little bit more universal. I feel like it's yeah. so much easier to fit that into something. Yeah. Yeah. But drums are lit though. Like I, I commend all the drummers out there. They're super lit. Um, I love live drums. Like they just go crazy. So I think it's trumpets. trumpets. I don't know why trumpets are just so that's tough nice to though. Me. I love hearing trumpets in a song. Like that's I don't nice. know why. It's like, like it's like royalty. Like, like it's high. Royalty. It's like it's like strength. It's strong. Like when uh, Drake did that song with uh, was it trophies? Yeah. And and that, oh man, like that's it. Like that will carry the song. You take the lyrics oh, yeah. out. You take Drake out. That alone. Yeah. That dude's making millions just oh, yeah. due to the fact because <laughs> your your mind goes to it, right? Yeah. Like when that oh that's trophies. Yeah, literally. You know what I'm saying? So literally. like to have songs like that, that's huge. Yeah. So that's um that's the type of stuff I try to be on. Uh like I said, melodies before drums. It just depends mainly though, but that's typically the vibe yeah. for me. Uh I've been throwing in my bass a lot more. I can play okay. bass too, because it's like the guitar. So um I'm trying to be more like when I throw my bass and I try to be more funky or like groovy. Yeah, okay. On some like seventies type stuff. Uh-huh. I love that era. It was good music. Like seventies and eighties R and B like Rapper's Delight. That's my song. Uh-huh. I love the Oh yeah. I love that song. Yeah, so like oh the bass is just so funky. I just love it. Um So how many albums have you are you working with right now that you have under I've, your belt? I have three right now. Three albums? Yeah. In total it's probably it's a, it's like over thirty songs. So I'm actually working on one right now. I was going to put up air quotations, but it's like, I'm working on it for sure. Yeah. I just don't have, I'm not in a rush like how I was in the last, okay. or the last three. I think 
because right now it's funny. I guess this is tying now into the the business of Seven Seventeen. But um, until I started the business and like started clothing and all this stuff, like I would just make stuff and drop it. Like I would kind of yeah. I would kind of tell people about it, but like I didn't have any like business mindset behind my music. So like now that I'm actually like doing clothes and like doing events and uh, really trying to promote that. I, I figured that I was like, okay, I could do this with clothing. Now I have to do this with my music. So now yeah. it's giving me a whole perspective of how I release music, how I promote it, how I market it, how I like everything behind it. Like, like I said, at first it was just like, okay, I'm creating this. Mm-hmm. I want to drop it. So I'm going to drop it. But like now it's like, it's thought out more. It's definitely like, more. Yeah. Thought out. You got to, I was, I was the same way. Like I would have people on and bring them and just drop episodes. But then it got to the whole, how are we attacking this? And like, how can I be better about being creative a little bit more? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it feels different too. Right. Like you feel not as stressed or like feel as rushed to push it out. Yeah. Think a little bit more on it. Yeah. It's quite a, I like it a lot. I mean, there are some times I'm like, Oh, I just want to drop this. Like, I feel like it's like fire. Yeah. But I'm trying to, like I said, that that's just something I I want to grow. I want to grow with as far as like the marketing product. I mean, marketing promotion, advertising, whatever uh-huh. the case may be. Just build it up a little bit more. Yeah, I just want to. I want to grow in in like learning those skills and um, seeing essentially what works. Um, looking at looking at data, like analytics yeah. of like yeah. my posts on Instagram. Oh, it's huge now. That's that's such a huge. Even when to drop an album. Oh yeah, you know that's huge, and whenever to so like, you know when the right time is. Yeah, so those things, those are things I never thought about, and then but now it's like okay, now these things are actually pretty important. Like to look at the the numbers, as people say, like look, to look at the numbers. It's like okay, um, let me see how to essentially optimize the performance of whatever I'm trying to drop based on what is already yeah. working and and whatnot. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm trying to I'm trying to capitalize on that. No, that's huge. It's part of the growth and part of the, you add on to the process more and more to be a little bit more, um, you know, persistent and add a little bit more of that, you know, polish to what your product looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but now to switch over a little bit to your, you know, your business side of things. Um, what has fashion done for you? You know, what, where, where was oh, that? I, trans- I love it. Or was that crossover? The crossover. It's funny. I've always been into fashion. I would say uh-huh. I always like clothes. I always like shoes. I actually got dressed best in my high school. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a flex. Yeah, that's probably the one, of the only ones that it's a flex. Like best <laughs> dress to look back and be like, oh, I, I wanted to wear that because everything I look back on when I was in high school, man, I would not wear nowadays. So, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. I mean, like I said, I just like the dress, so people would see it and they would acknowledge that. That's how I got the uh, superlative or yeah. what, and whatnot. But it's, I wouldn't have thought that it's like I'm doing clothing now. Like, yeah. Uh, my whole focus was on music. Like mm-hmm. really my whole focus was on music ever since like I started. And, um, but I love going to concerts. So in concerts, I always grab a piece of merch. Okay. Yeah. I always grab a piece of merch. So just for me doing music, I, I knew one day, like once I got to a certain level, I was like, I can start having merch and like, you know, uh, selling clothes essentially, uh-huh. like designing the graphic or whatnot and selling it at, at my show or something. And then, um. Oh, what was it? But yeah, one day I was. Well, I'm, this is like another story as well. So essentially, I was at my last school. I have a friend, uh, AB, that makes music. Actually, she goes by Saucy. Okay. So I'm referred to her as Saucy. And, That's um, tough. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> and uh, 
we we linked up probably like my junior year. She's a year younger than me, so she's still okay. there, I think. But we were super cool. Um, but yeah, one day she came to me and she was like, or she texted me. She was like, hey, can you like design a logo? I was like, yeah. And then so she came to my room like, I think that same day, like the next day, and we knocked out a logo for her because she was trying to start her brand. Okay. And so it was funny because I've never promoted me like making logos or making designs or anything. So I was at, like, while I was doing it, I was like, actually, like, how did you even like, like, ask me to do this? She was like, I just figured you could do it. Wow. So that was pretty cool to hear that. Yeah. She was like, yeah, she some was, trust right there. Yeah. So she's like, I just figured you could do something. And I was like, all right, cool. But then, so she, we went along with that whole process. Like she. I would go to like the uh the screen print shop or like whatever shop she was trying to get them made at. Like I would go with her to that. And just I just got to experience like I guess the production aspect uh-huh. of it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I can do this too. So um I told like that was probably like February or March of twenty of last year, twenty twenty two. Oh, very recent. Yeah, very recent. And um, I think it was like March, me and my family, we went to Turks and Caicos for like a huge family vacation. It was like spring break. And when I was younger, my aunt, Shami, uh, my mom's sister, she actually used to work at a screen print shop. Okay. Like she used to do like graphics for businesses, whether it be t-shirts or like vinyl displays yeah. at like for like restaurants and stuff like that. And um, so I... I asked her about it one day. I was like, didn't you used to do clothes? She was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm actually starting to think about like doing his clothes now. I was like, I'm, I've been working with my friend. Like she's starting her own brand, but I was like, I think I want to start mine like sooner or later. She was like, cool. And then I think like, um, she was, she just said, cool. And I was like, okay. And then, um, I think like a month or so later, she sent me like a heat press. Dude, what? Yeah. Crazy. That's... <laughs> That's expensive, bro. Like, yeah, I don't even know how she. I don't even know how she got it. I don't know. Insane. Was it a one panel, three panel, one panel, one panel? It's like a. It's like a handheld. Like it's not like one of the ones that like are mounted to like a table or whatever you press down. But it's it's like um, the one you just. Is it for vinyl? You just throw yeah. throw the shirt and then boom, yeah. heats it up and then yeah. pull it up. No, oh, dude, those are, yeah, those are still expensive. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a nice, that's huge to have though. Yeah. So, um, I didn't use it until maybe like September okay. of last year, but cause I was, I was at school still and, and I don't know. I was just, I wasn't, um, I don't know why I didn't use it then, but I was, I knew I was going to use it later though. So yeah. I was like, but now that I have this, I was like, thank you so much. And then, um, yeah, I came down for school from, I went to Texas and then that summer I went to Atlanta. That's where I did, uh, um, my job of of a music instructor for the kids. Okay, yeah, that was super lit. Um, and then that's when I came to New Mexico for school, or after that I came to New Mexico for school, and I was like, I'm really about to get this clothing stuff popping. So when I got on campus, actually, I was like on the fence about it. I was like getting nervous, but like. Even from me making music and when I released my music, like I was, get, I got nervous, but then I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And from that experience, like a lot of like crazy jumps that I have in my life, like leaps that I have in my life, like I experienced the fear, but like, I don't let it stop me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I just like, I, or I, I acknowledge the fear and I noticed that 
I don't want it to stop me. So I just do it anyway. Yeah. Well, it's okay to be fearful. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like to have some fear in you, it's, it, it gives you some sense of perspective and like humanization, but to keep going, that's huge. Like, yeah. You got to, you know, yeah. it's the only way to live. Exactly. Cause it's like you said, fear is going to, fear is inevitable. Yeah. Like, you're going to be faced with fear. You're going to be faced with new things that are going to be like, Whoa, I don't know if I should do this. Uh-huh. But if, if you feel, if you feel strongly about what you want to do, you shouldn't let the fear essentially stop you from going for it. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I was like in my room, like one weekend I had nothing to do. And I was contemplating. I was like, Ooh, should I start these clothes? Should I start these clothes? And then I was like, I'm thinking about this too much. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just throw it on. I was like, I'm really thinking about it too much. So this is the, I was like, that is me letting me know that I have to do this. So I ended up, um, ordering a whole, like already like 50 hats. I probably, I probably went too crazy, but that was like my way of like, like, I guess it was, it was risky in that sense, yeah. but that was my way of like, now I have to do this. Uh-huh. So I did that. And then once I got back to the crib, I was like, well, whenever I get my the clothes in, like my, the brand clothes in, I was like, I don't want to wear anybody else's essentially. So I started like getting like my closet together and like taking everything out. And I started uh, just putting in like bags to like uh, set up outside to sell clothes. Yeah. So that's, I was just selling cl- like my old clothes out of my closet. Um, so I was selling, I was really selling all my, I was selling shirts for like five sweaters for like 15 or 20. And like, that was like the basis, but like it was flying cause I had it so cheap. I didn't care how much yeah, it was. I was trying to get it out there. Yeah. I wanted it gone. So, um, yeah, I was giving like people get, people was getting merch. Like, tra- like, I don't, I think somebody got a Travis shirt for me for like five bucks. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Travis shirt, Drake. Who else did I have? Uh, I gave somebody, I had literally just went to like the Kendrick and a baby Keem concert uh, like the month before they got a hat for like 10 bucks and I paid like 45. They're just it. going through it like goodwill, bro. Like, yeah. I was like, just take it, bro. I was like, I was like, just take it. I don't need it now. Cause I knew what, I knew what was coming in essentially. So, but as they were like buying stuff for me, I was letting them know I'm, I'm trying to start, I'm starting my brand. Like yeah. I, I'm getting stuff made. And then I got my, or I got my hats in and I was like trying to, I was setting up my website for it and everything. And then, um, I was like, I was planning the release to be like October 1st. Okay. So I'm still not even a year in yet of like my first sale, but yeah, I had, I had a, a blue hat that said, do what you love on it. It has the clouds. One of my cloud designs on there or the cloud design on there. And, um, I had it on the table with like all my old clothes. Yeah. Just like, as a display, like if anybody asked about it, like I'd just be like, Oh, they're like, I got more coming soon. Like, right. Just like as a display. And then this guy named Alex comes by, he scopes the table. Like, I think he's, he shot for me before. Like he got some clothes for me before. Uh-huh. And then, um, he said, he said, Oh, I like the hat. How much is the hat? I said 30. He was like, okay, I'll be back. And normally when I hear I'll be back, it's like, okay, they're not coming. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. But bro came back with $30, like within like the next hour and he bought it. He was like, he was like, I want it. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, it's really not for sale. But I was like, you got it, bro. <laughs> Honestly, he's like, do what you got to do. Yeah, right? so I was like, he's like, you purpose. want Yeah, so it was like, um, I didn't even intend to like, I guess, essentially make the sale that day yeah. for like my brand. But it spoke for itself yeah. at that moment. That's so got to feel good, though. It, it felt great. I was like, wow, like I just did this just to like, 
Well, I just put it out just to show people, uh-huh. like, give, like, a preview and whatnot. But he was, out of all the things on the table that there already was, he was like, I want that. I was like, that's lit. So, Honestly. Yeah. Out of everything that you had. Yeah. So he was like, I want that. And it was more expensive, too. Like, I said, I was selling shirts for, like, five bucks. And yeah. Like one hat over here is $30. Like, it's, like, the outlier. But he still wanted the outlier. It's important, dude. Like, I'm a big fashion guy, too. And, you know, you see a lot of these higher-end fashion people that, you know, sell a lot of their stuff for hundreds of dollars but if it looks appealing to somebody they're gonna pay that money oh yeah for absolutely sure. and it's it's a it's an art right like exactly. there's so many different ways to appeal to certain people and i'm on i'm with you like i like wearing very over the top stuff like mm-hmm. this is the most under like introverted outfit that i have i like wearing orange i like wearing red yellow color. Yeah. i love orange that's like I got, yeah that's yeah. a sweet color <laughs> i like orange yellows neon colors all sometimes i don't even want to like match i just want to just throw on stuff because i feel yeah. like throwing it on you know yeah. people like bro it's a sick fit i'm like i just like throw on some stuff <laughs> that's how it feels that's how it, that's really how it feels but that was my first sale shout out to alex he didn't know th- i'm really cool with alex now he makes music too that's sweet yeah um so but that's why I love uh, fashion. Um, I feel like it's made is allow me to be able to meet so much more people than music. It's and easier I, to relate to. I feel like when you ask someone like, "What's your favorite like music? Your your what's your type of your, what type of music do you like?" Oh, all of it. Fashion. That's like who you are as a person. You yeah. know, you t- look at someone, you're like you can kind of tell more or less of what they're they're like. Yeah. That makes sense. I never thought of it that way, actually. But that makes a lot of sense because, like you said, music. A lot of I'm like that myself. Like yeah. I like a lot. I like all music. So, well, like, if you were brought up with a bunch of different types of people, you know, yeah. like Martin Marvin Gaye. If you're oh, yeah. brought up with like, you know, obviously like Fifty Cent. If you're brought up some country, some rock. Like my dad introduced me to everything. Yeah. So like I am definitely all over the place with what kind of music I like to listen to. So yeah, I never thought about that about it that way as far as like. Attaching the personality with the clothing. I mean, I mean and that makes sense. People are but very particular about clothing. They too, are too. You know? They're very specific. Like, like I remember, um, just this weekend, uh, it's it's kind of a vintage culture over here. Okay. Or in most places, but I feel like I've, like most places I go, like a lot of people are looking for vintage or like yeah. thrifty type stuff. So that I don't see it as a barrier, but that's uh, it's just something new for me. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, one guy he stopped by my table. He was like. Like he liked the clothes, but he was like, he was like, I just like vintage stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So he didn't get anything, which was fine. Right. But like it's stuff like that. Like he said, people are pretty particular. Like he even said out of his mouth, he's like, I'm pretty particular with like what uh-huh. I what I get. So like, okay, I understand that. Like, I don't knock anybody for it. But um, yeah, I, that's the one thing I love about uh fashion is that I've been able to meet so many more people. I feel like I was able to do it with music. But it's like a different, um, it's a different energy behind it. I don't know what it is. The way I look at the music industry sometimes, and I feel like it depends on personality, but people are so prideful about it that it almost rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Yeah, I can see it's that. It's like, oh, I make music. I'm like, cool. What, like, what, what do you make? Oh, well, I, they have this entitlement. You know, so yeah. it can be with anything, but I feel like the music industry is such, it's more than just music. It is your life. It is what you're pouring out into it. And I get it. It's it's probably a lot of work, but mm-hmm. I feel like it rubs me the wrong way sometimes. And like yeah. people aren't as approachable. Yeah. They I think, think that's they're the on their high thing. horse. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, we're all here to just, you know, you're, you're, you're supposed to be here to just make music. You enjoy music. But you don't want to collab with this person. You don't want to work with them because there's drama over there. Like, shouldn't it just this be another place for creatives to come Facts. together? You know? Yeah. Um, 
I asked my friend that same question. He said the same thing. So it's like, because I guess like I I perform too. So it's like people could be like, like you know, you see your favorite artist, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should talk to them or yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying people have that about me, but you right. know, it could be that that same um, like a stigma notion. Yeah, mm-hmm. stigma notion or whatever. So, but like, like I literally just sit there on campus with my clothes, and people like, like people don't even acknowledge me. I find that hilarious. I love it though. Like. To an extent, uh-huh. but it's like people walk up and be like, "Bro, this is so nice." Like they just like they'll walk by the the booth or whatever. They just feel in the clothes. They like, "Oh, this is nice." And then sometimes they walk away, but just like the fact that I was able to draw their attention, just, yeah. Like not even personally, just from like the message that I'm trying to put out. Because like all my clothes would be like, um, like I said, like "Do What You Love" uh-huh. or the acronym for DWYL that say it, or uh, like a smiley face, like a winky face. So yeah. like. Everything that I'm putting out involves some type of positive message or energy behind it. Yeah, I love and that. So, like people, um, like I said, people just gravitate towards it, or like they'll walk by, see their head turn, and like, like they're almost like lose track of like their path. And I, I think that's lit. <laughs> oh, that's sweet, especially when it comes to like fashion. Like we talk about, it's so particular, but you can you can easily pull them. Probably in this type of world, nobody has cash anymore. Mm-hmm. You can easily pull them on Instagram off an ad or mm-hmm. Facebook. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if that that was the case, like, oh, you like that? Cool. Now I'm gonna run an ad and it's you'll Facts. see it. You can pay it quicker, Apple Pay, whatever it is you wanna Facts. use. And the look though is everything. I think it's yeah. cool that you're still doing like that face to face marketing of like, look, this is what I got to offer, even though if they're just saying, Oh, that's cool, that's that's a win for you. you oh know? yeah. That's my main thing. I like to be outside. I um it's funny, I actually had to be quarantined my junior year of college because uh, one of my friends got uh, COVID. Okay. I didn't get it, but like but for me being around them, they put me in quarantine. Yeah. I hated it. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I'm with you there. I hate being inside too. Like, it was funny. Like, before, before, like, I could have done that, but I guess when I was like forced with like under my will or whatever the case may be, like, and I had to really had to be inside for two weeks. Like, could not even leave. I was just like, I'm never, I never want to do this again. Yeah. Like, I have to be outside. Torture. I have to be outside at least once a day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I love the face-to-face just because, like I said, meeting new people. I'm not a, I think it's easier to gauge rather than um, just throwing up ads. Uh, I'm a more, like, I'm definitely a more personal person. Like, yeah. I like to be in front of people's faces and talk to them. Like, uh. Even like social media, like I wasn't too big on social media growing up. Uh-huh. But like I, I'm definitely like trying to use it to my advantage at this point. But like I still rather have that face to face. So that's why I'm always outside. That's why I'm always at a, a market. That's why. That's everything to me. You got to sell the the brands a human, like the brand to you. You know, yeah. in this case, it is actually you. It's your work through the the the, the pieces that you're putting together. But mm-hmm. if you're not, if someone's not buying it it's not because they're not buying the shirt it's not cool enough they're not buying you you're not you're not doing a value for them mm-hmm. you're not holding that conversation you're not asking how their day's going you're not yeah, out there sitting in a booth a like, relationship, yeah. if i see somebody out there sitting in 100 degree weather i'm gonna be like this shirt might be worth looking at so you know <laughs> what i'm saying so it's like people appreciate <laughs> that nowadays. i didn't even think about it like that no it's, it's it's truth bro and sometimes it's it, it even comes down to just as i am gonna support your, your business you know like yeah, your facts. shirt's cool or whatever but i like supporting Local businesses, businesses, local businesses. Facts. And that is huge. And that's why I do this till this day. And I'm working with Las Cruces because 
there are good people here that just want to support businesses. That's facts. You know, that's, and that's one thing I, I love about for. here. That's the one thing I love about here because um, you find a market anywhere here. Like I don't think I've ever seen like a surplus of like of of people. And they're so nice. They are so. You know nice. what I'm saying? Like they're even so if it's nice. a no, it's like ah, oh, not not at this time. But like like I said, I'll spread the word. Facts. Like even that's all. It, that's all it takes. Facts. So I love that about about here. Um, Dang, you said something earlier that I really wanted to like expand on. I thought that was super fire. Oh, just like, like you said, uh, like if I was sitting outside, like hundred degree yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah. I get that all the time. Like this one girl, she popped up, um, maybe like a week or two ago to my stand, but she's like, people come by, and they'd be like, "I always see you over here." So like today, I just decided to stop by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like that's lit. Like <laughs> <What's> that saying? <laughs> it's like you show up to the barber shop. You know, enough times you're 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 bound to get a haircut. Like okay, you keep yeah. showing up and keep showing up. You're bound to get someone to like, all right, bro, come in. You yeah, money just get in here. Like you're, yeah. you come all the time, and that's what you do. You just get in people's brands. Like if they don't see you out there, it's almost like my day's gonna be terrible because I didn't see him. You know, when I walked past, because yeah, they, you know, you're probably out there at every same hour. You know, three yeah. times out of the week. Yeah, that's my goal overall. It's just consistency with it. Like um, today is raining, so I wasn't outside. Or I don't plan to be outside, but uh, that's my main thing. Like, even if, like you said, even if I don't get a sale or um, I'm just, I'm there for the fact that I'm there and that people yeah. can know that I'm there and that people can stop by. Like I said, like people would be on the way to class, come by to talk to me just to talk. I'm like, I'm like, let's talk, let's go. Mm-hmm. So I just love the interaction. It's a hard skill to have, like just interacting with people. Yeah. It's so challenging for someone to hold a conversation. And I feel like, to be successful in this industry of just being a business owner, you got to know how to talk to people. Oh yeah, for sure. You may not even like them, but it's not about liking them. It's about leaving your mark, you oh, know, yeah. leaving your mark so that they can talk about what it is you are. Yeah. Yeah. This is like you said, like, um, it's like maintaining a relationship or like, like you said, or being that, uh, being good to the point of like, where you can get like referrals or like, yeah, there's, no, yeah. there's no like negative, um, reputation. Mm-hmm. So. And it's not it's not hard because it's just a, right now for you it's a one man team. If someone's yeah. talking bad about your brand, it's because you did not perform to give an interaction that was a self service to them. Yeah, yeah. So or just be a good person. Yeah, like, or be a good person. Yeah. Um, that's actually one thing I'm trying to work on too now is uh, essentially building a team. I have um, shout out to my guy Anakin. Uh, he helps me a lot recently. He also goes to school at New Mexico State, but he's been helping me. Um, I throw him bread every now and then. He gets some free clothes. So I'm sure he loves that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely trying to um, get to a point where I can, like, have a team and, you know, we all we all run it and I'm able to um, pay them right. Yeah. And, you know, just be a good uh, influence in, on their life and then have them be able to help me out. Yeah, and absolutely. We could all help each other out, essentially. At some point, you got to get a, a circle, a small team within, you know, you can only expand so much before yeah. you start putting yourself in harm's way of not being able to balance out your life. You know, yeah. you got to have a healthy balance. But um, it's good, you know, taking care of the people that are coming alongside that are supporting you and that are, you know, providing you a service. Like, that's that's all it's about. That's all people want to know is that they're being taken care of by the people that are having work done for them. Yeah. So. And I just, I... uh one of the main reasons why I got into music or pursuing music as like a business. And I guess now this business of seven seventeen was just, um, 
the value of time. Like I value time so much mm-hmm. and like, I don't like when people play with my time yeah. and I like kind of having control of what I can do with my time. And so, but in that sense, like when it comes to people like helping me out, like I respect their time as well. So I'm trying to yeah, make sure that you see it on both sides. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be, um, using anybody, using anybody for like the low or like for like cheap stuff. Like I want to make sure that they're well, uh, they're well, they have a good return on, on their investment as well, as far as their time Absolutely. for me. So I'm all, my time is a huge thing for me. Like I, I want to, I want to live the best life that I can and then, and enjoy the time that I have with family and people and friends. So that's what it's all about for me. And I feel like this is just a way of getting to that point in my life. Yeah. Oh, you said it best, dude. Um, you know, it's time we have last question I would ask you is, um, what are you, you know, what are you grateful for about the, the things you've accomplished this past year with not only as being an artist, 717 and just, being a, you know, a, a, a self-serving human being. Just overall the growth. I was literally just saying yesterday, like I was thanking God for the, just the position that I'm in, like just yeah. where I'm at. Like I came from Maryland. I'm a long ways from home. Germany or Maryland. Yeah. Like, <laughs> travel, you travel the world, bro. I'm a, I'm a long, I'm a long way from home, but like I'm in, I'm truly in a blessed position. I, uh, I'm just, just thankful for like the growth I've, um, I just came a long way. Just even from the last year, like I've, I've been trying to, uh, change like my lifestyle. Yeah. Just better my lifestyle as far as like eating habits, uh, drinking, smoking, um, working out, uh, like consistency, even like with relationships, like, like, you know, communicating with people more, checking in on them. Uh, making sure I talk to my family more. So just like the overall personal growth, but everything in that like benefits other parts of my life. Yeah. So just overall the growth. Um, and yeah, just for the opportunities like that I've been able to, to take or that have been presented in front of me to take um, things of that nature. Uh, yeah. Well, no, dude, I think, you know, God plays a big role in, in BHD's life, you know, less humble determined in my life and not being able to sit down and talk to you and see what you've done is, is huge. You know, we brought you on because you align well with the brand and you put people first, you know, you always talk about being the best version of yourself and, you know, it starts with you. It starts with myself. And like I said, thank you for coming and taking oh, some yeah. time. No, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, shout out to the blue moon for being able to host us and, you know, good luck, man. Good luck on the way. Thank you. Thank you. I would say, um, if you guys ever want to check any of my stuff out, uh, we're at, my Instagram is at play D R N P L A Y D R N. That's my stage name, D R N, uh, just Darren without the vowels. Um, and then at seven, the number seven and then 17 spelled out LLC. That's the Instagram. And if you add.com to it, that's the website. And then you can find, basically you can find everything on the website, whether it's the music or the clothes or anything else that I've they want to do in the future (laughs) there's more to come y'all i appreciate it bro yeah thank you yeah no problem